0: All right, so let's talk a little bit about the markets here.
1: Welcome to Bull Bear Radio.
0: Market pricing is nuts.
1: Each week, we catch up with WBI's experts, Matt and Don Schreiber.
2: Down seventy-seven percent. You know what you need to recover from that? A miracle.
1: WBI brings you wealth-building market insights.
0: Hi, I'm Matt Schreiber, and this is Bull Bear Radio. Uh, so, uh, hey, it's, it's what they're calling season four now. Four, four. I don't know about these episodes, things, man. You know, but uh, I'm told this like makes it so it's easy for us to actually pull this thing off. I guess because we can take a break for a week or two. So we did that over the Fourth of July weekend. This is the first episode of the new season. They kind of kind of run quarter by quarter. So this is a new quarter here, and we're running Bull Bear Radio. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be epic as usual. What a buildup! And and you know what? You know what? We're not. They're not going to be average. No. Why be average, man? I don't know. I man. hear all this talk about averages, man. Who wants to be average? Everybody wants to be special, uh, you know, above in, average. I indexes, mean, why do we keep talking about you know indexes? In, indexes are average,
2: man. You know, you have stocks, it is average. stocks that do really well in the index. Stocks that do really bad. And you have stocks that do really and bad. And then the, stock, the, the whole index whole, is average. It's a cacophony of average, average performance.
0: I don't get it. Wow. And, and so, you know, I our, our you know, friends at Morningstar put well, out, not talk you know, to be average in, in March, you know, they put out their, you know, passive active barometer, which, you know, uh, kind of indicates how many active managers are actually outperforming their passive equivalent. And so for 2017, that was 43% active managers. So wait a minute. So it hang a Majority,
2: let's unpack this for a second. Mm -hmm. All right? So we got Morningstar, who has data on all these managers, all these products, just like everything. And they do a really good job as a data provider. The dangerous part of this information is that they take it, and 43% of active it's managers not don't
0: outperform index. No, no, no. 60, 57%, sorry, don't outperform the passive equivalent. Okay. So, 43% outperform. So 43% outperform. And you know, what people in the media have done
2: is they take this piece of information, which is a good piece of data. It's a good piece of data, no right? doubt. Obviously... If your manager isn't outperforming the index over a long period of time, that's a very important thing to know because, therefore, if that's true consistently, why would you pay a higher fee when you could go to the passive equivalent at a lower fee? Right. But nobody ever asks the question, like, "Hey, man, what what do the above-average managers look like?" First of all, two thousand one year, two thousand and seventeen is a meaningless data point in terms of my investing lifetime. I have sixty-five, hopefully more than sixty-five years of investing oh, lifetime. If, if your manager and need to outperform find,
0: the index like yesterday, I you need my
2: investments to
0: outperform. All the time. Uh, I don't want to
2: be average. I want above average rate of return so that I can get an above average no, lifestyle. Yeah, but all, you say all retirement. the time
0: is that like every day or is that no, like year no. in and year out? It's over. So the many long people long. are like, "Oh my gosh, you
2: didn't outperform this so quarter, there was another, man!" Yeah, there was another data point that you know Morningstar put out. I saw you know the media you didn't outperform this the, quarter. The media response, right? So for the it, since uh, the beginning of the year, active managers. On average, have been outperforming indexes, but in June, only forty-six percent of active managers outperformed. And the person who was writing the article said, "Uh oh, see that passive, passive
0: outperforms." Therefore, I mean, through, only use for June, right? Total return on the S and P five hundred. Two point six five percent. I mean, are we talking about like if you miss out on two percent, it's a disaster from a financial perspective? Your investment, you know, uh, you know, future is ruined. Hey, if you if short- you only get two instead of two point six five. It isn't I mean, all about just,
2: return, man. It's about that's what everybody's talking about. It's, it's
0: about, about capital
2: and compounding capital over long periods of time. Compounding is the most powerful financial force in the universe. It allows your capital to get to the point where it can generate enough income come in retirement. Yeah, but I
0: didn't get up three. You know, it, up doesn't Six five. it doesn't I mean, matter. It doesn't matter. Let's just talk
2: about this for a second. There are plenty of managers that outperform passive indexes over the short term and over the long term. What they don't say in the articles that I've read over the last 10 years- They never years, say how
0: the above average
2: guys what do. What about the top managers? Is their performance worth it? Like,
0: talk to if me. If they have a dividend fee, doctor. is it worth it? So, so like, look, look, you you are the co-portfolio manager on an emerging fund, the WBIY, WBI. Power factor, high dividend ETF. This is a fund that we launched about
2: 18 months ago. Tell me ago. how it's
0: been doing. It's is, it high, it's is it above average or is it below average? It's a high average?
2: dividend ETF. It has a deep value bias. And you know, that stuff hasn't outperformed what over the last year and in? a half. It's it's a, a large blend, I would think.
0: No, it's... it's Deep value? It's it's Morningstar, large value. I don't know how Morningstar does it, man.
2: Morningstar confuses me all the time with their categorizations. Hey, here's what's important from Morningstar, right? Over the last one month period, WBIY, our ETF, high dividend ETF. Yeah, the last month. This would be the month of June. The index is up 62 basis points. The S&P 500 is up 62. WBIY over the last one month period is up 2.24%. Hey, that's outperformance. That's above average. Yeah, and this is net a fee. So and and, and by over the way, the, th- the
0: large value
2: category was up twenty five basis points over the last three months. Right, WBIY was up five point seven one, S and P's up three point four three, and large value, the comparable group, only up one point six three. Over six months, we're up. 3.59% versus the S&P, the wonderful, vaunted S&P 500. Well, what was the S&P that again? That everybody always wants to outperform. Two it was point, only up 2.65. 2.65. And large value That's was- That's year to date. Large value, as I said, was down 95 basis points. How do you do that? You get you get better security performance. Over so talk the last trailing 12 months. Hey man, done. over the last year, trailing 12 months WBI June to June. Yeah, it's up 18.49 versus the S&P again, which is what everybody's trying to beat. Up fourteen point three seven. We got four hundred
0: basis points, or four percent, more return. And that's NAV. This is this is per Morningstar. You can get this. This is publicly available information. It's, yeah, it's uh, you know, the quarterly return sets here through the end of June. Hey, man, large value was only um,
2: up nine. We're up eighteen. That's a double. So, you know, you can
0: outperform. You gotta find
2: the the managers and the products that actually make sense. There are plenty of managers that outperform this whole passive versus active debate seems a little ridiculous. Most important, you wanna make sure that your manager has good performance through both bull and bear markets. So, Everybody's been caught up in this idea of passive indexes because we've been in a bull market for ten plus so years. Don, and this is
0: fully invested all the time, right? This is fully invested W-B-I-Y. all the time. WBIY. It's fully yeah. invested all the time. It rebalances quarterly, and right? And that's important. Rebalancing every quarter
2: is important. Gets it's you one away of the, from the stuff that's on the decline. It's one of the ways that we can take risk off. From we rebalance a portfolio every single quarter. Not only that, but the idea of this fund is to get the top- 50 highest dividend paying companies with the best quality fundamentals and so every quarter we make sure that the portfolio is full of the top 50 low p highest quality fundamentals good price to highest sales. yield
0: Good free cash flow. If their cash flow declines or their their sales decline, then that's why you're rebalancing. You, you want to get away from those guys. You know, they people, have a high dividend. If they're not going to pay, you want to get out talk, of Dodge, right? People talk about factors. We have power
2: factor models. This is multi-factor. As Matt was saying, you know we've got uh, not only uh, uh, profitability for the company, P.E., Price to earnings, but we've got price to cash flow. We've got price to sales. This is important. So it's a really a pretty deep value with great security selection, mm-hmm. with high dividend yield. We're going to bring more about this subject to you. WBI is on a uh, journey. That we've got um, a, a really cool technology uh, focus in the company. We're going to be talking about that. So let's in come future back to podcasts. that.
0: Yeah, we'll come back to that. Uh, Don, would it say, it'd be fair to say on the multi-factor security? Selection, election side here, that uh, WBIY utilizes some of the same methodology stock picking that you've been using for the last 30 years and the other SMAs and the newer ETFs that you guys manage? Absolutely. It's the same process. Just no stops, right? No active risk management besides the rebalance. Right.
2: The the, uh, rebalancing gives you an opportunity to stay invested with some Intervention on terms of risk mitigation uh, over a, a long period of time, uh, based on the way the uh, uh, portfolio uh, has been modeled, it looks like it'll take significantly less risk. You know, in in down markets. Okay, you so know,
0: kind of a low fall approach. So let's let's uh, switch gears here. We're talking about you know why buy average or you know why why do you want to be average? Earnings have not been average recently, right? Uh, Earnings, man. Earnings. Whoa. we're, We're coming into earnings season. We've had this massive, like, the trade war's been a huge problem. It's been this overhang over the markets. The market's taken a beating because of it. But now we've, like, shifted gears all of a sudden, and people are starting to focus on earnings this quarter and a lot of other metrics that are coming out, which we'll hit in a second. But Don, give me a little bit of a, a forecast based on what you've been reading on what we should expect this earnings
2: season. Man, earnings season is going to be another blockbuster quarter. We already have you know, uh, 20 companies in the S&P actually reported. And according to fact set, of the 20 companies, 85% of those 20 companies have uh, beat. They're uh, and given earnings surprises ninety. Uh, percent, that's above average. You bet. Ninety percent have uh, uh, increased or, or beat their sales estimate. Oh, those are two powerful things. When you get earnings and sales that are growing at a blockbuster rate, that's good for stocks typically. Matt was talking about you know the the uh, trade wars. You know, kind of as blasting the markets. Well, but markets need the, need this good earnings season. Right? Really, the markets have. U.S. markets have behaved very nicely in this trade, you know, kind of war posturing or trade rebalancing thing. You know, uh, markets outside the U.S. have not done uh, nearly as well. There's been a lot of blood in the street, man. No kidding. You know, in China... We're, they're down 20%. Yep. S&P's up. Through
0: last week. Right? Everybody's was,
2: saying, oh, man, it's been a it's Through bad. last week, it was like 17%. The, the, with, That's With bad. the prospect of this trade negotiation, trade rebalancing. Europe's down single digits. Yeah. I mean, yep, it's bad. the U.S. markets have held together. Why? Earnings, baby. Earnings and revenue. And earnings have been stronger here than overseas. Not only that, but earnings are forecasted for this coming quarter, analyst estimates, Place it at 21%. 21%. Dang. And you know something, they were lower than that by about three percentage points just a month ago. So,
0: people, are, that's one reason why the markets are kind of up a little bit this week because it looks like earnings are going to be strong. And I've heard, you know, forecasts that GDP is going to be in that 4% range for Q2. I've heard I, somewhere I around 4.1, 4.2, 4.5%. I heard this morning on the radio. You know,
2: Factset says this that, is huge. Factset says hold on to your hat. The analyst estimates have actually been about 4.4% behind the real uh, numbers, right? Wow. So they're talking about in a 23%, 24% range for this quarter. You know, when, when we started the year, the first quarter was supposed to be the best, and then the, each quarter gets successfully weaker. That's not
0: happening. This is actually staying strong or getting stronger. Okay, so talk about getting stronger or maybe weaker. We'll be right back with a a little bit more about jobs, 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 and Don's Dividend Corner. The dividend doctor's in, and we're going to be talking about some dividend paying stocks right after the break.
1: At WBI, our goals are simple we build outcome oriented investment solutions to reduce loss and maximize return. We want to grow the largest capital base possible so you can achieve your goals. Call us today at 800 772 5810 to find out how we can help you and your clients be successful.
0: Yo, so uh, dividend doctor, Yeah, earnings season, we're going to wrap up. Cu- Don has a couple more thoughts here on earnings season, and, and I want to let him talk, you know? So that's, that's why you're listening after all, because you want to hear Don talk probably. So. Hey, man, I
2: got to tell you what, information technology still looking hot. Really, the thing that surprised me is, you know, analyst estimates, facts set, they're looking at old tech as the leader for the balance of the year, Intel and Microsoft. Big expected earnings, man. Really? Yeah, you know. And uh, guess what? Each of those guys are big dividend payers. Big, big. Gotta like it, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, get, I like
0: that. Get paid to wait. Good yeah. earnings. You know, that's a good we thing. That's a it, good combination. We tip, well, because uh, they usually have them. consistent earnings and revenue, you and bet. and and they have a good solid dividend. So, High dividend but we're gonna be talking
2: yeah. more about dividends in a second. Guess what? Another big surprise. Mm-hmm. AT and is supposed to lead the growth on telecom services. My gosh, they were the huge detractor of growth in the telecom sector,
0: and, and now, now they're all, supposed all of a sudden to, they're, they're
2: supposed to be great. Yeah, post that uh, merger, they're gonna.
0: They're, things are looking up for AT and T. Gotcha. All right, so uh, hey, let's talk about jobs for a second. You know, the jobless rate is near a forty-five year low at one point seven four million people, uh, but jobless claims steadily marching higher the last two weeks in june so there's been some layoffs well, what's and going stuff. on with that layoffs man so uh, layoffs yeah whoa some of these uh companies that aren't going to manufacture stuff or anticipate these trade wars affecting their business they're getting in front of it and they're making some cuts the unemployment rate went from 3.8 percent to 4 percent now i noticed that now now one reason why that is six hundred and one thousand people just like got off the Couch and came into the labor force. That's a lot of young people, man. Young people are doing it. So you have a labor participation rate that's still hanging at about sixty-three percent. That's historically super low. So I'd expect this number, actually, unemployment, could go higher if people continue to look for jobs since the job market's been strong. So you might have unemployment. I've I've heard people saying that it could be a a two or a three handle. I'm not so sure if six hundred one thousand people keep coming into the workforce. That number could go higher before it goes lower. What Absolutely. do you think, Don? I still think that there's some
2: slack there. I know that we've got uh, you know, uh, a record high in uh, job postings that have not been filled. So I think that the employment environment for anybody who actually is breathing and wants a job, it's a pretty good opportunity.
0: Sure. Now, let's, let's move right into the dividend corner here. This is a new segment for Bull Bear Radio. Now, we've got the dividend doctor. If you don't know a lot about Don, we've talked about it a little bit in the past. He's written the book. All about dividend investing. Co-author with uh, Gary E. Stroik, our uh, our chief investment officer uh, and and uh, portfolio manager, uh, and Don being also the co-CIO. Lovingly here. called Spock. Yes, uh, wrote a book many many years ago, about a decade ago. It's out in its second edition in McGraw- by McGraw Hill. It's you know available on uh, the Death Star Amazon. You know Death, Death Star to retailing, but we're going to talk about retailing. We got a cool name for you guys uh, for old school retailers but first retails retails made a charge this year whoa dividend doctor let's talk about technology you were talking about that's the leader you got a technology company seagate technologies here ticker uh stx is uh you know the the stock you want to talk about here today they they're a technology company and uh you know they make all kinds of stuff for digital media systems portable you know external hard drives hard drives all this kind of stuff so they're like deep into, you know, storage of data and all that kind of good stuff. Um, so uh, you know they're paying a massive dividend, uh, about four uh, percent. It's grown by twelve percent over the last five Man, years. Man, that's a, that's
2: a tech tech stock. That's got to have
0: really a high PE, right? No, man. It's got a P.E. of 14. 14? 14. You're kidding me. It's a dividend grower. It's oh, got a it must P.E. A of dog, 14. Then. Must be a it's dog. It's got a little beta to the S&P of uh, you know, uh, 1.38, so it's a little bit more volatile to the S&P. But this is, this is a stock that's been up 61%, 61.77% over the last year here. So It's not a dog. It's not a dog. Hey, I don't think that the S&P has been up 61% over
2: the last year. Headquartered
0: T. California. Ah. No, no way. We heard that in uh, the previous segment here. You know, they've got good revenue. So, wait a minute. We got a dividend stock here with Seagate
2: Technology that actually has a high dividend yield. It does. Of in excess of
0: 4%. It does. Yep and uh, revenue revenue has been growing you know 2.8 billion versus uh, 2.4 billion uh, q3 uh, 2.6 billion so it's 2.8 versus 2.6 rising revenues uh, it's got a you know basic earnings per share 1.33 versus the the previous quarter of uh, you know 0.66 so it's got rising earnings per so share it's jumping.
2: this is yep. why this is why we own the stock so our factor model goes out and takes a look and tries to find stocks that based on their their factors, so PE is a factor, yep. You know, if, I mean, there's a lot of factors, but we use, yeah. we use price to earnings, price to sales, we're using price to cash flow, how high the dividend cash yield flow, is, cash whether flow or from, not the dividend is growing. That's right. You oh, know, it's
0: meeting all the box check marks here. So this thing- Cash means, flow from operations, 558 million uh, versus 426 uh, a year ago. So, so I mean, it's got rising of, cash flow too. All of,
2: all of the growth metrics that we- you look for, the trends, are your friend, right? Yep. So we're talking about strong trends. We've got growing revenue, growing earnings, Yep. right? And it happens to be a stock that is in a hot, 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 much-loved sector, information technology. You know, the company is manufacturing all kinds of- uh, hard- Goodies. They're, they're out of all-
0: Cupertino, California. They're right there with uh, our friends at Apple out there. They're They're, they're right in the- you know near the mothership there so I'm, I'm sure you know there's some synergies there i mean cupertino it is apple i know it the is the whole thing the, the whole the whole city <laughs>
2: by the uh, way by the way it's important. You,
0: you were talking about much love tech yeah man right let's talk about something that's not much love big box retailers you want to say something Big first though. Box retailers? Yeah, d- a dividend doctor, about, man. You're talking on. about
2: old school bricks and mortar man. I'm Amaz- talking about Amaz- some of Amazon's the- gonna kill all of them. I'm those talking guys. about
0: one of the oldest old school retailers here, Nordstrom. Nordstrom. JWN is the ticker, headquartered out of uh, lovely Seattle, Washington, so another West Coast company here. And uh, PE's an 18, so way under the market on a trailing basis. You have about a 25 PE on the S&P. Dividend yield, 2.85%. Man, almost 3%. Now, this is old school, right? Old we're talking
2: school. about we're talking about retail, the the brick and mortar retailers yep. had a really big comeback so far this year. Nordstrom is doing a pretty good job. They're
0: doing pretty good this
2: year. You know, and they're not dead. Last year, everybody thought they were dead. They thought Macy's was dead. Well, Macy's, Nordstrom, these they're doing a good job. They're, they're buying a
0: good job. You and, know. They're,
2: and they're changing their business model. They're trying to get more competitive. You know, this idea of only shopping online is getting old. Yeah, well, people, they've been doing a good job with their stores. If you've been in a Nordstrom, they've been changing actually, it up a little bit. Actually like to go and touch and feel something.
0: Yeah, and they've they've brought in some, you know, uh, venerable uh, partners. You know to partner on on what they've got going on in the stores too that, that have some mojo, people like the brands that they're bringing in. Uh, they're partnering with other retailers that have been strong, like they had Topshop not long ago, uh, as, as a you know piece of the store. But anyway, they look to be, uh, you know, growing the dividend so, too 5.36% growth in the dividend. And you know, we were talking earlier, you were like, nah, I don't think this thing's done well from a price perspective. Well, you know, over the last uh Uh, trailing 12 months, you got 19.5%. Still way above.
2: Yeah. You know, about the same as a little bit under the market, probably, or about the same as the market. Um, But this has got, again, a high dividend yield. Yep. We get paid... To wait on both of these stocks, And you get a little
0: bit of a uh, right? price. You want to diversify top,
2: you want to diversify your industry uh, sector lineup. You don't want all your eggs in one basket, even though
0: technology's hot, hot, hot. Yep. You want to have some other stuff. You know, um, this is coming one of the off other- It's low. Uh, it's low was 11.8 of 2017, $37.79. It's now at a hit a 52-week high It's 7 9 of 2018, $54.11. You think this thing goes higher from? Here? i do i think
2: they turned the corner they got better trends you know we look again at revenue growth earnings growth you know cash flow all these things are improving all of a sudden this thing has come back to life sure and you know it's it's worth a shot and don do like you, that do you own
0: today. these stocks in in, in a couple of strategies we, okay we do that's only, all i wanted to get i want to make sure you do these. In a
2: couple of strategies you know one okay. of the, one of the we we own Nordstrom uh, when it wasn't doing so good last year we also own Macy's Macy's you know did a great
0: job coming back yeah rocket ship growth i mean you talk about revenue here and, and this is one thing that you need to get into you know some of our active strategies year over year earnings growth 3.5 billion versus 3.3 billion uh, the year prior so you know they you know the the beaten
2: the reason why WBIY has had such good performance relative to the passive average index is because we have good security selection that is adjusted to take advantage of what's going on in the market.
0: Yep, absolutely. So, uh, you know, that's the dividend corner with the dividend doctor, Don Shriver here. So that's our new segment. Now, look, uh, we've got a lot of uh, market insights that are out there that we put out on LinkedIn and Twitter. You know, if you're not following Don or I over on, uh, you know, LinkedIn, you can find us there. Twitter, uh, WBI CEO is Don's handle. Mine's wbi president and uh you know hey we thank you for listening again to another episode of of bull bear radio and why be average let's be above average as we uh, wait wait get until we get a chance
2: here. to yeah. talk about some of the top money manager performers not just wbi's products but other managers and what the difference is in capital and return wow it's a staggering wow. difference yeah you don't want to be average folks. you want to be above average that's what advisors and money managers are supposed to do for that's you. What, that's what you get paid for.
0: That's, that's why it. you have a financial advisor. That's find, where, that, find above average. That's where the value is. That's where the value is. All right. So, hey, that's another episode of Bull Bear Radio, and thanks for listening. This is Bull Bear Radio, where each week you can count on our real market news and advice. Catch all of our podcast episodes at wbiinvestments.com.
1: WBIY's investment objective seeks to provide investment results that correspond to the price and yield before fees and expenses of the Solactive Power Factor High Dividend Index. The index is designed to select securities from the Solactive U.S. Broad Market Index that exhibit above average yield and fundamental value characteristics. The fund is passively managed and does not seek temporary defensive positions when markets decline or appear overvalued. An investment in the fund is subject to risk, including possible loss of principal, and should not be considered a complete investment program. Investors should be willing to accept a degree of volatility in the price of shares. Companies with high dividend yields are often sensitive to changing interest rates. Interest rates may go up, resulting in a decrease in the value of the securities held by the fund. WBIY has a net expense ratio of 0.70% and a gross expense ratio of 1.37%. Per Morningstar, WBIY's one-year market return is 17.91%. Since inception, return is 10.55% NAV and 10.52% market price. WBIY's 30 day SEC yield is 4.28% subsidized and 4.39% unsubsidized. The SEC yield reflects the dividends and interest earned during the most recent 30 day period covered by the fund's filings with the SEC under the deduction of the fund's expenses. The unsubsidized yield reflects the 30 day yield if the investment advisor were not waiving all or part of its fee or reimbursing the fund for part of its expenses. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Investment return and principal value of an investment will fluctuate so that an investor's shares, when redeemed, may be worth more or less than their. Original cost. Current performance may be lower or higher than the performance data quoted. For most recent month end performance, go to www.wbishares.com. The views presented are those of the podcast participants and should not be construed as investment advice. Podcast participants are clients of WBI, main owned stocks, discussed in this recording. All economic and performance information is historical and not indicative of future results. This is not an offer to buy or sell any security. No security or strategy, including those referred to directly or indirectly, is suitable for all accounts or profitable all the time, and there is always the possibility of loss. You should not assume that any discussion or information provided here serves as a substitute for personalized investment advice from WBI or any other investment professional. If you have questions regarding the applicability of specific issues discussed to your individual situation, please consult with WBI or your chosen professional advisor. This information is compiled from sources believed to be reliable. Accuracy cannot be guaranteed. WBI's advisory operations, services, and fees are in the Form ADV, available upon request. Although a company may pay a dividend, prices of equity securities, including those that pay dividends, fluctuate. Investing on the basis of dividends alone may cause an investor to buy or sell certain securities when circumstances may or may not be favorable. Investors should consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses carefully before investing. For prospectus and summary prospectus, visit WBIShares.com or call 1-800-772-5810. Read the prospectus carefully before investing. Foresight Fund Services Distributor.